1: teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. We're your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink of buildingboys.net and Janet Allison of boysalive.com.
0: Jen and I love it when our listeners write to us and suggest podcast topics. Nate wrote recently asking if we could do an episode specifically on the lack of a rite of passage for males. He says, in my job, I work with both kids and young adults, And I think there is a definite loss when there is no specific passing into manhood. Would love to hear your thoughts. Well, I'm solo today. Our dear Jen is off traveling the world. And so I told her I would take on this rites of passage talk. This is a topic that I absolutely love. I think it is not given enough due, we really need to pay attention to this for our boys. And I'm often asked if I do rites of passage work with boys, and I always say no. It is absolutely for the men to do this work. Men must teach boys. Women, mothers cannot understand the drives and motivations of our boys. And we need dads and men to step into this role that we've lost. You know, we have the rites of passage like uh, first time you buy beer, getting a driver's license, first time you have sex. All of these things are seen as a rite of passage. But what's really missing is the traditional way that we have brought boys into manhood. Boys must be led into manhood. It is an achievement, an accomplishment. They need to earn it. And this is what our Indigenous people have known. This is how they've trained their young boys to become the adults, to become the providers for their tribe. Think about where your boys are at when we typically think about rites of passage. And I am going to speak to the idea that rites of passage don't just have to be with adolescents as they're entering into puberty. That's kind of the common uh, traditional time of thinking about rites of passage. But your rites of passage for your boys start early and they start often and you might miss them. They're the little subtle moments when your boy says, "Mm, no, I'd rather go with dad today, or I need to separate from you, mom. And this can be so painful for moms. It is absolutely normal for your boys to be attached to you. It's essential in their early years. But for boys, there is a separation that begins at birth and must be nurtured. Uh, A mom said, when my boys get taller than I am, then I give them to their dads. And that's just so wise. Dad needs to step in and take over. She is recognizing that it's necessary to let go in order for him to become a man. And in many tribes, this happens in the, the Lakota tribe, boys are taken from their mothers for about two years so that they are trained and brought into the ways of men by elders, by the men, not by the moms. In the pygmy tribe, the moms have a ritual where they, are, they beat the backs of the legs of the boys with sticks, guiding them to go to the men. And during this whole time, the boys are held in this container and guided into how to consciously become a man. And what is taught in these tribal initiations are things like respect for the feminine, anger management, intimate mentoring by males, setting aside this period of time where they live in a predominantly male community. They're taught spiritual connections through personal rituals and through communal rituals. They are shown and guided into the role of men and the life work that goes with that role. There's communication skills, there's intimacy and sexuality training, there's craftsmanship training, there is knowledge of the natural world and how to nurture it and commit to taking care of it. Values and morals are taught throughout this initiation period. And just listening to that list, you know that we are sadly lacking so much of that in our world today. We cannot expect our boys to become whole men without us giving them the opportunity to be educated in that. We cannot expect boys to initiate themselves into manhood. We do see that happening. We see boys taking risks and um, encouraging their peers to take risks, very natural and normal for boys. But when that becomes the sole rite of passage into manhood, it is hollow. And it does not serve to nurture those qualities that we want in our men. I get asked a lot, you know, why don't we have this? Why have we turned away from the rights of passage of, of indigenous peoples. And part of that is because we are this culture where we believe in rugged individualism. And I think that is really harmful to families in general, this idea that we have to parent in isolation, we are limited from Our communities were closed off. We have a distrust of that tribal, communal kind of energy. We have an increasing distrust of religions. We're turning away from those traditions of community and religious education. There's fear of boys spending time with men. You know, are they too macho? Are they pedophiles? What, you know, it's just not quote unquote, natural for boys to spend time with men, yet this is exactly what they need. And as parents, we're also uneducated. We don't know how to provide these rites of passage experiences for our boys. So we might be looking for someone else to do it. And I truly believe that you can, with the knowledge, provide rites of passage experiences for your boys. There's some qualities to a rite of passage experience. It's very much about incorporating a challenge. It's about reaching out to the larger community. What is the role of this young person in the community? What is this young person's inner life? growth experience, what are are their passions? What do they see themselves as becoming in the world? And this idea that they are held by the community. So let me give you an example of a rite of passage that I was told a long time ago by a woman who actually helps families create rite of passage experience for their kids. Now, this boy happened to be young. He was maybe seven or eight, and he was afraid of the dark. And so you can imagine bedtimes were problematic, and he just had this real fear of the dark. And so this woman was called in to help the family help the boy with this fear. And so they created this experience wherein the boy would travel from his own home to a neighbor's home. And he had to go through a a little wooded area. And so they worked around this notion and how he was going to travel from his house to the neighbor's house. When it came to the night where he was ready, he was going to try this rite of passage for himself. Facing his fear, gathering his inner strength. In the knowing that his parents and his community were there to support him and celebrate him too. So the night came, it was dark, and what he did not know was that along either side of the path between his house and the neighbor's house were all of the adults in the community standing quietly, keeping him safe, helping him energetically along this journey. And so he set off from his house and traveled this path to the neighbor's house, held by the adults. And when he got to the neighbor's house, everyone was there with celebration and they shared a meal and they expressed their honoring of the challenge of the fear that this boy had overcome by moving through the darkness. And so that's just an example of what a rite of passage experience can be, even for a young child. When you are thinking about a rite of passage experience, you might be in a community that has an experience. You might connect with someone like my friend Tom, who has inner guide expeditions where he takes young people out into the wilderness and they do backpacking trips and Um, real deep personal development work. It might be that he goes off to summer camp, overnight camp. That can be a big rite of passage experience. But when you are thinking about this adolescent age and what the developmental imperative is for this age, and that is to separate from you, absolutely perfectly normal. But that's also kind of counterbalanced with this longing to be safe and secure and with you it's the boy that you know one one moment he wants to give you a great big hug and the next moment he does not want to be seen with you this episode is
1: sponsored by by heart babies need to eat and whether you breastfeed or bottle feed use formula combine all of the above you need options. We wanted to let you know about ByHeart Baby Formula. Byheart has a patented protein blend that gets the closest to breast milk. It includes two of the most abundant proteins in breast milk, and Biheart actually ran a clinical trial comparing their formula to a leading infant formula and proved that babies on Biheart have softer poops, less spit-up, and easier digestion. Byheart is also the only U.S.-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk. So if you need baby formula for your baby, consider Byheart. New customers can get ten percent off your first order by using code OnBoys at Byheart.com. That's B-Y-H-E-A-R-T dot com slash podcast, and it is ten percent off your first order. Byheart.com slash podcast. This is a limited time offer and additional terms and conditions may apply. We all know that vitamins can help fill nutritional gaps in our diet, but a lot of us don't like to take vitamins because we don't like swallowing pills. How do you feel about that, Janet?
0: There's some days that I look at my vitamins and go, yeah, I should take those. I'll do it later. But I'll tell you what's changed. I have gotten... Easy melt vitamins. I have the D3 and I have the B12s and a multivitamin. And I just pop them in my mouth and they dissolve and I don't have to think about swallowing a vitamin.
1: Yeah, and you don't necessarily need water either to have on hand to get this big vitamin now. Yeah,
0: no. And they taste good and they're sugar free, they melt quickly. The reason they melt is because of plants, not chemicals.
1: Ah, plant-based nutrition for a limited time only. You can receive a free, free three-month supply of Easy Melt Vitamin D3 with your first purchase. To claim your free D3, visit try.easymelts.com/ onboys That's try. T-R-Y dot easy Melts, E-Z-M-E-L-T-S dot com forward slash on boys.
0: So confusing for us as the parents, but understanding that this, this um, dichotomy is at play, and it may look like two steps forward and one step back. And during this time when they're stretching and leaving you, energetically maybe not physically so much yet but leaving you also looking at how your own inner world is reacting you're feeling loss and grief your child isn't a child anymore he's moving into adulthood you might be feeling that idea of your own mortality and time is marching on. So it's important to also recognize for yourself what changes are happening within you and how you need to find a new way for yourself. So it's it's a time of balancing still your parental authority. I put that in quotes, but along with allowing your adolescent to make personal decisions So it's the balance of rules and freedom. It's a time when collaboration in your parenting is very important. They still need to know that you are home base, you are the security, you are the guides, while you are also letting them go. Once, it's been years ago, I did a interview series about rites of passage and I'll never forget talking with these young adults who had been out on a rite of passage journey and they had come back and were willing to share their experiences with us and the girls in particular that I spoke with were a few years away from that experience so they could really look back and and share what it meant for them And at the end of the interview, I asked them each, you know, what do you want your parents to know? What do you wish they had known um, then, or what would you like to convey now? And I'll never forget this one young lady said, you know, I wish that someone had told me that this was normal, that this was going to end, that the confusion and Anxiety and discomfort that I was feeling during that time coming into adolescence wasn't how I was always going to feel. And so, really recognizing that and helping your young teen understand that this is a time of great change. Their brains are changing, their bodies are changing, and their emotions are all over the map, and this does not last to this extreme degree. So helping them know that this will stabilize and this will pass also is really important. Another piece of the rites of passage, the connection to elders that is a great takeaway, especially if you're not there yet and you still have young children at home, is to recognize the need always to bring other adults into your children's lives. And that starts from when they're babies. So it may be grandparents. That's awesome if they're close by and are active in your child's life. It may be aunts, uncles, it may be good friends, it could be a neighbor. But to recognize, look around and see who can participate, who can partner with me to help me guide my children who can help me parent my children? A nuclear family of a mom and a mom, mom and a dad, dad and a dad, whatever it is, is not enough to parent, especially a boy. And so you've got to call in all the people around you. And sometimes it means that you explicitly ask. It might be that your son is interested in fishing and the neighbor down the street is into tying flies. We'll get them connected and start early because those relationships need to be steady and secure so that when boy enters adolescence and everything is changing, he has already created a relationship with those adults that are in his life. So I encourage you to reach out to community organizations that are working with boys. I encourage you to talk with other parents, get the dads together and talk about what did you experience as your rite of passage when you were a boy? What was meaningful? What wasn't meaningful? How can you bring a meaningful experience to these boys that are becoming young men? there is a school community here in portland that a teacher was telling me that they would take the boys for a camping trip the dads and the male teachers and the sons would go on a camping trip and during that trip the boys and men would build a bridge across a creek and the whole focus of the weekend was you know building this bridge and the teamwork and then When the bridge was finished at night, the men on one side of the creek built a big fire and there was drumming and one by one, they would call over the boys to cross the bridge and come and join the fire and join the circle of men. And as he was telling me this, you could see his eyes glistening with the memory of how meaningful this was to have this experience of calling these boys over into that circle of men. I am sure that you can create some experiences for your boys, not just your own son, but other boys in the community. Maybe they don't have a strong father presence. It's important to bring them in also. This is such a time of transition for our young boys. And they feel like they're losing their safe ground and all that is familiar to them. And they need strategies. They need strategies for comfort, strategies for survival. Even as they are pushing you away, they need you. And in fact, they need you more than even when they were little. Offering them that comfort, that strength, the the collective strength of a group is so important and is what is going to keep our adolescents safe. Um, Providing that challenge through a sanctioned rite of passage rather than letting them come up with their own challenges cuz they will seek them and it will likely maybe have to do with a vehicle and a case of fear and that is not going to go well and so creating these challenges with your boys collaborate talk about it what would be what would be hard for them is it it doesn't have to necessarily be camping on um, time in nature although that's excellent it might be Johnny plays the violin and doesn't really want to perform, but he's going to work his way into an opportunity to perform in front of an audience. That can be a rite of passage. So you know your child the best. Work with him. Work with other adults in your community and help him find his deeper purpose, his spiritual aspect if you want to call it that his soul aspect of who he is and who he wants to become help him connect with his community help his community connect with him having that circle around him of community members knowing that he is being strengthened and carried with that is so important and that is part of the idea of this rite of passage is that it is done all together. I was reading once about rites of passage and how we have lost this in our culture, and it, it's the idea that we can coast for a couple of generations when we forget something as, as important as this passage. We can coast for a couple of generations. But when that transition is neglected, we start to get in trouble. And I do believe that we are in trouble. Our boys are suffering. Our boys are longing for that connection and that challenge and that way of being recognized for who they are and who they are becoming, supported by community, supported by family, supported by extended family. All of these connections are what create the web that is going to carry our boys into their young adulthood with security, with confidence, with with grace, and with the knowledge of how to be a man. How to be courteous and kind and unselfish. You know, as Leonard Sachs said, those behaviors are not hardwired. They have to be taught and we have to be explicitly teaching our boys and a rite of passage is a perfect way to
1: do that. We produce this podcast, but we also speak and write and offer family coaching and online programs to help parents and others better understand the needs of boys. If you are looking for a speaker or you would like to bring us to your school, company, or community, you can contact us at onboyspodcast.com. Thanks for joining On Boys. Real talk about parenting, teaching and reaching tomorrow's men. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.